Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. We are live from the ENB Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. And right now we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the former Reds manager, Brian Price, former Reds pitching coach as well. Brian, we always appreciate the time, man. Good to catch up with you again. How you doing today? Doing great. Beautiful day in Phoenix. So uh, we're enjoying it before it gets too hot out here. Well, it's a little chilly out here, so we're going to go ahead and pretend you didn't say <laughs> Brian, that, Brian. it literally snowed three days ago, so come on with that. Yeah, so, yeah I'm sorry. That's salt in the wounds, guys. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. We'll move forward. We still appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, Brian, I am curious because you were with the Reds starting in 2009, if I'm not mistaken, and then continued to be with them basically through 2018. So you saw some really good matchups between the Reds and the Cardinals, especially dating back to those early 2010s when that was really kind of a heated rivalry between the two. Uh, Brian, do you think there's a chance that it becomes that again this year? I know in the first meeting between these two teams, you had the benches clearing incident where Nick Castellanos kind of flexed over the Cardinals starter. Do you think there's a chance that Reds Cardinals becomes what it once was? Well, I hope so. You know, I, I am, I'm not paying as much attention to it as I did, sure. you know, 10 years ago, but, but um, certainly uh, there was something, there was an, there was an edge. And I think certainly having uh, Dusty Baker and Tony LaRusso in the dugouts is, uh, uh, you know, is it kind of a difference maker to really establish guys, you know, guys that don't take, uh, you know, any business from anybody at all. And, uh, and there's a little bit of an eye for an eye type of approach with those teams. You know, they, they, I think the, the Reds respected the Cardinals and vice versa during those days. I think that the players had a lot of pride in what they were doing and who they played for. And uh, the Reds are trying to dig themselves back in 2010. We're trying to dig ourselves out of a 15-year drought uh, for making the playoffs. And, of course, you're, what you're, what, in the meantime, you're watching the Cardinals you know, win the World Series and, uh, and, and be towards the top of the division with some regularity. Uh, so I, I think that that kind of got the ball rolling. Um, I think it'd be really good for baseball in the division if the Reds got themselves back up and were fighting for a regular um, playoff opportunities, uh, especially because uh, most years that's going to go through St. Louis. Brian, is that what makes rivalries in baseball or those playoff series? I mean, you look, and I know they didn't play against each other, but you look at the Dodgers and Padres this season, they've built that rivalry. Of course, you got Red Sox and Yankees and Cubs and Cardinals. But what goes into kind of creating that that, that rivalry where people want to see it? 
Well, I think it's certainly it's when you start to be able to play on a similar level. You know, it's one thing, you know, you're going to play each other 18 or 19 times a year in the division. And if it's, if you're losing 15 of those 19, it, it, there's really not a rivalry. I, I grew up in the Bay or San Francisco Bay area and it was giants Dodgers. But after a while, the Dodgers had drubbed the giants for so long. The giants hadn't made a, a run towards the postseason in such a long time. It, it, what the rivalry wasn't what it was when it was, you know, those teams from the 40s, 50s, uh, so on and so forth, even dating back into their time in New York. So um, I, I think that the Reds will have to be able to to hang in there with St. Louis and create those those seasons where they're playing each other, you know, roughly about the same. I think going in, being able to go into St. Louis and win a, a series or two over the course of the year would certainly – help drive that rivalry a little bit more because historically, you know, it's been a tough place for the Reds to win. Former Reds manager Brian Price joining us here on 101 ESPN. Brian, I pulled up a quote from Brandon Phillips, uh, what he said, and I think this was in 2010. He said, I'd play against those guys with one leg. We have to beat them. I hate the Cardinals. Uh, he continued by saying, I really hate the Cardinals. Compared to the Cardinals, I love the Chicago Cubs. Let me make this very clear. I hate the Cardinals. Was that something that was ever discussed within the locker room? Like what what went into that? And, and it's it's different, right? It's a sports hatred of one another. But what went into some of those meetings between the two teams? Was it discussed? Was it just you could feel the intensity in the in the atmosphere? What was that like to be a part of it? Well, I think that the thing that that's it's certainly different being in a coach's room and being in the players' locker room. You know, I think the players have their own conversations that are probably privatized and not not uh, not something that that the coaching staff or manager are always aware of uh, but I think you know Scott Rowland being a former cardinal and and I think he brought something of that expectation on how to play over there I think certainly with Dusty Baker there and the edge that that he has and the competitiveness that he has which is it's always there front and center which is awesome um, I, I think that Brandon got to the point where where um, he had been there long enough, and I think the Cardinals had been enough of a, a thorn in the side of the Reds to where, um, and he was accomplished enough by that time to go out there and, and put that out there. Uh, again, if, if that if those conversations were happening in the clubhouse amongst the players, I didn't hear it. Um, but certainly, you know, after a while, you get tired of getting beat up by the same team regularly, and. Uh, um, I can't say that that I necessarily endorse that type of rhetoric. However, it certainly uh, added an element to that series that I think we all actually kind of embraced. You know, from the brawl that that, that started at home plate when when Brandon let off and and Yachty was at home plate and um, and that had some really negative repercussions because some people got injured in that significantly injured. Um, but it certainly added to uh, and had some carryover for the years to follow, even even into the years where I managed when we weren't very good. Uh, Brian, onto the field, um, you've been a pitching coach, you've been a manager. From from the pitching angle of a roster, when do you start to see guys that are in the rotation or from the bullpen, when do you start to see them really settle into the season? Well, you know, you know how seasons are. They run, they run hot and cold. If you go into the league leaders and you look at the ERA leaders, strikeout leaders, the, you know, the appearance leaders for the relievers, uh, all the statistical stuff, you know, that's going to flip flop. There's some guys that will run start to finish some of the greats, you know, and Kershaw has, has had a, a terrific run or Scherzer or guys like that, uh, you know, uh, 
Carpenter when he was there, and certainly Wainwright had a huge, a huge run of dominance in the in, in the uh, National League in the Central. Um, but I think that you know you can get off to a bad start, and depending on the experience level and the savvy of the player, it can be something that has a lot of carryover. You know, I think looking at, at the, probably the biggest enemy to uh, a player that's struggling is a scoreboard and looking up there and seeing you're hitting, you know, 150 towards the end of the month of April or your ERAs in the double digits. Um, and the veteran guy can get through that because he's probably been there before and knows that those numbers change in a hurry. Um, and the young guy is panicked because he thinks it's uh, – you know, it's telling him directly that uh, he's probably on his way out or back to the minor leagues. And so it's uh, a lot of it has to do with maturity and knowing that things are going to get better. Um, So it's sometimes it's hard to say. I certainly think as the weather gets better, I think the challenge is right now for, for, for pitching in particular and and hitters is that bullpen guys, coming into games where it's, you know, it's 30 or 40 or 50 degrees and windy and cold and rainy as opared to coming into, into a ball game where it's nice, warm and, and humid. And it's a lot easier to get loose. Uh, makes it a lot easier for the bullpen guys and the hitters to really get comfortable. We're talking to Brian Price here on 101 ESPN for just another couple of minutes. Uh, Brian, one thing that the Cardinals are getting ready to do is they're about to go to a six-man rotation for the next couple of weeks. They've got 17 straight days with a game, and so far this year they've been what they're calling honoring the off day, which means they've basically had five days off for their starters already, and so there's no change in terms of the scheduling for the starters. They're just adding in a starter into that spot where they would have an off day previously in your experience brian what are some of the pros and cons that go into having a six-man rotation well you know i've never been a part of a six-man rotation so i don't know the pros i think in today's game there's there's such an investment there's so many people saying that pitchers are getting hurt because they throw too many pitches and too many innings and so on and so forth. I don't think the data would suggest that because nobody's throwing innings or pitches uh, anymore. Very few are throwing, you know, 125 or 130 plus pitch complete game or, or, uh, you know, or, or, uh, um, throwing, you know, consistently seven, you know, six plus seven plus innings per, per start, you know, those averages have dipped so much. So, I think it's just that, we're, that the game's trending in the direction of saying, hey, let's be super cautious. Unfortunately for that, I think what you do see is the other side of that is the bullpen usage, right? So there's so the six, six-man rotation might be great for your starters, especially if it's a young group and you're concerned about innings on the, over the course of the year and so on and so forth. And, and I think we're making way too much of the 60-game season last year. Um, especially for the guys that actually played last year, maybe it's, it's smart to be a little bit more conservative with guys that didn't really get a chance to play last year um, uh, that were in the minor leagues. But I, I do think that uh, in the big picture, the guys that are going to wear it are going to be the bullpen guys. And if you look at box scores, you see how many or how few guys throw more than an inning per relief appearance, but there's already a handful of guys that have 10 to 11 appearances and, have, and the team's played 18 games. So, uh, it seems to me like we're really taking care of the starters a lot more in the game, but the bullpen guys are the ones that are getting asked to do more in the front side of the season when their arms aren't quite as conditioned to that type of a workload. Yeah, and we've seen that here in St. Louis where I think for the first 15 games, the Cardinals' bullpen had uh, thrown more innings on the year than their rotation had, which is certainly not something that is sustainable over the long run. Last thing for you, Brian, 
If you put your manager cap on for a moment for me, or your pitching coach cap, either one would work here. What would be your game plan for your starting pitcher as you talk to them about trying to maneuver through the Cardinals lineup? You've got Goldie and Arenado 2-3. Tommy Edmond has been really good for the Cardinals at the top of the order so far this year. They haven't had a ton, though, on the back half of their lineup in terms of production. What would be a game plan for you? What would you tell your starter going into a game of how to maneuver through this Cardinals lineup? Well, I, I think you have to, you know, it, it's the challenge with that, of course, is when you're top of the lineup heavy is getting yourself in trouble because you're pitching those guys cautiously thinking that the guys down, uh, you know, in, in the middle of the bottom aren't going to hurt you to the same degree. And then you set the table for those guys where they can drive in a room with a ground ball or a fly ball uh, or well-placed bunt, whatever it may be. Um, I think that you really have to play to the aggressiveness of the pitcher. I, I think anytime you get into the scenario or the situation where you're encouraging and endorsing your pitchers to pitch cautiously to, you know, two or three different guys in the lineup, it, it tends to set the set the tone. Is that you're typically working with more guys on base uh, and creating opportunities for even for the lesser guys to do some damage. I think that, you know, it's, it's one thing if you've got Bonds or one thing if you've got uh, Goldie or Arenado or one guy or, or Molina's extremely hot, you know, and he's dangerous anyway with guys on base is, is to be able to kind of find your spots to pitch around a guy. But when there's multiple guys, especially when they're bunched, it just sets the table for the, even if it's a lesser offensive player, you know, the more guys on base, the more holes there seem to be you know, the more pressure that's there on the pitcher and, and, and the, it's a swing and a miss game now with pitchers trying to miss the bat with runners on base. Uh, I think it creates a huge headache. So I, as my whole life have preached, attack the zone, work ahead, because then you get to create a bigger plate later on in the at bat. Um, and I think that once you start to fear multiple guys in a lineup, I think it sets, sets a precedent that there's guys that you're willing to face and guys that you aren't. And I'd rather the guys be ultra aggressive instead of uh, more more passive. Interesting. He's Brian Price, former Reds manager and pitching coach. We always appreciate his time joining us here on the station. Brian, all the best to you. Enjoy that warm weather out there in Arizona, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thanks again. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.